Duology Theater was made possible by producer Nolan Matten. Thank you, Nolan. It was also made possible by contributions from listeners like you. What do we? What a duology theater. Dual G. Dual G. Dual G. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Duology Theater. It is. It is Mm. another episode of Duology Theater. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. Um, I am a second one of your hosts, Tom Ryman. (laughs) Sorry. Excuse is that, me. Is that part of it? I don't know. I, I had a legit cough, and then I tried to, like, uh, I needed to, I didn't want to, like, just, like, scream cough into the microphone, so I let it out in little bursts, and then that ended up stretching it out. I think I think people, like, you know, if you had to, like, fart in public, and you're like, okay, just, I'll try just to, like. Out. Just get it out. Just get yeah, it out. Yeah, just get it out is really the answer, always. Um, Tom, what month is it? It's May? It's the month of May. Yeah, it's the month of May, and we've been doing, if people don't know, this is a series where every month we watch a duology of films. Not one, not three. There has to be two. A Mm -hmm. movie and its sequel, and nothing else after that. Nope. Uh, And this month, we did Young Guns. We did! Yeah, a film neither of us had seen. No. Uh, It is... It is the original had Emilio Estevez as um, Billy the Kid, mm-hmm. and then Kiefer was there. Uh, Kiefer and, was there. And, Lou and, Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Um, and um, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Uh, yeah. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> yeah, he sure was. <laughs> In a really incredible role. <laughs> and um, amazingly, that movie had a sequel. Yes. Um, called Young Guns 2. And if you remember, Tom... Mm-hmm. We were very incredulous as about to that. right, yeah, because the first one ends pretty emphatically. Yes, and then like let's do it again, and like oh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And right. after watching Young Guns two, I can confirm that was not such a good idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit. Really? Okay, I'm gonna say they did better than I thought they were gonna do. Because this is also based on a true story. It it's is. It's the story of Brushy, Brushy, Bill Roberts. Yes. Uh, who is a man in the 50s who claimed to be Billy the Kid. Yes. Uh, and so in terms of us being like, how the hell are they going to do this? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was actually a very clear opening. Yeah. Yes. This is a very, this is a very famous case of this, this Brushy Bill Roberts guy. Um, so like, yeah, I'll, 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 give them credit. They did a better job than I would have expected. Yes. Uh, is it as good as Young Guns 1? Tom, what are your thoughts on that? No. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with a no. Mm-hmm. I did it again. I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Um, I thought I was disappointed. I mean, I've, okay. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that there is a character who 
historically lives, but decided to get killed off in this movie because he didn't care to be in it. Right, and but that's, he's of course, in it a lot. He sort of is. You'll notice he kind of doesn't, like, he shows up, but then he'll, like, sort of peace out for a while, and we won't see him for a minute. Oh, uh, they just, yeah, you're right. They just sort of stretched it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, of course, Kiefer Sutherland. Um, he didn't want to be in this movie for whatever reason, or it was a scheduling conflict, but for whatever reason, the film originally had him live and go to Mexico with his wife, which is what actually happened to the real life character of doc. Um, but he gets killed instead, kind of unceremoniously. Like he dies and we don't really mention him again. (laughs) Well, he does do the hero's death where then he jumps out. Um, and so does uh spoilers Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, and we he, lose Lou. I didn't I didn't know about this one, but his character also does not die in That's history. Interesting. Like That's interesting. He, both he and Doc go to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> uh we also got a <laughs> a grizzled Alan Ruck. We did, and I never the... I never knew I needed grizzled Alan Ruck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very um surprising and i was like yeah okay okay all right cameron uh there's just so (laughs) many like cameron fry yeah there's so many actors of this time in this so they're like fuck it let's get alan ruck in there do we got christian slater yeah we got christian slater can we make him real racist slater yeah we can (laughs) can we make him a fucking scumbag racist yes yeah, we right. sure can racist slater hey uh let's stick a vigo mortensen in there just for good luck why not why yeah. not stick vigo mortensen in there he's barely in it i don't think he was vigo really no he um, was and this was in 1990 so it would have been filmed in 89 vigo wasn't anybody yet yeah and then we got a little dash of james coburn on there just a little sprinkle of james just a coburn sprinkle. that was delightful just a um, drizzle of old james coburn yeah all in a all in a uh uh a, a bradley whitford sandwich uh-huh yeah uh, i was wondering how they were gonna because i knew he was in this mm-hmm. and i was like he doesn't feel like a western guy and then they make him like a lawyer in the 50s i was like that checks out yeah that checks out that's perfect yeah this i this, see this movie is bookended. It's I like the opening because the opening is an old cowboy on the range and he's he's riding his riding his uh, horse, and then suddenly a truck zooms by and you realize oh shit it's modernish, and then Bradley Whitford drives up in a car because the cowboy apparently wanted to meet him in the desert, mm-hmm. and then he has to stand in the desert and listen to this old guy's story, which honestly I wouldn't do. I'd no, be like, I look, buddy, yeah. we, we can sit in the car with the AC on, maybe, uh, but I'm going to sit here like an asshole on this sand. So the, the old man explains, I was Billy the Kid. This is my story. And that's, yeah, that's what we see. They, they address it head on. I thought they were going to just, like, pretend like the ending of the other film didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But there, it's, it's specifically about Billy the Kid getting shot. Yes, it's all it's it's the it's the events leading up to when Billy the Kid was killed by Pat Garrett, right? Or maybe not. <laughs> this movie supposes, right? It's it's a it's look. If you're gonna make a sequel to Young Guns, mm-hmm. how else do you do it? You That's you find true. some you find some 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 wacko who is like I'm Billy the Kid, and they're like, all right, let's listen to let's listen to what he has to say. Um, I think what 
kind of disappointed me about this film that there was no way to fix is that what I what I saw what I thought was very intriguing about Young Guns mm-hmm. is the arc of Billy the Kid is the realization of like oh he's not the hero he yeah. is he's uh he's kind of a terrible person and he's ruthless and we and he has that like joker laugh it made me realize emilio estevez in another time could have ma- played like a joker like villain or yeah. even the joker he could uh, yeah yeah and uh like he's he's killing it in both of these movies i think yeah he's being a real a real maniac a real son of a bitch his i murdered a person laugh what makes it good is that it feels a little sad the laugh yeah. It like feels he a little pained. It's like a little, it's like a little forced. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like someone who's just pretending that he likes this, mm-hmm. uh, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first movie had that arc, and it had like, oh, I didn't realize this is what the conflict was going to be. Is like dealing with Billy the Kid more than anything else. Yeah, and then in this movie, he's just kind of just the hero. Yeah, he still, he still does the same shitty things. Yes, he does. Uh, and there is still conflict over that. Kiefer Sutherland is... Mm-hmm. Like, it, it did actually make sense to me that his character wouldn't want to be in the movie. Because we, when we see him, he's teaching children. Uh, yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a big... I, and I get that they... He didn't really want to be in it, so they had to rewrite it to accommodate him. But that was a b- big bummer for me because I liked his character in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. He's, he's just great. he's just like kind of not in this movie, and then he just dies. <laughs> yeah, and I I did feel like there was more. It should have been more tragic because he spends the whole film talking about how he wants to get back to his family, mm-hmm. and then he gets fucking killed. Um, and it, it it the ending feels very unceremonious. Uh, it feels very. Because he dies in one shootout, and then they like go to this town, and then Lou Diamond Phillips um, is like, "By the way, I've been shot." Yeah. By the incidentally, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm gonna go walk off and die like a cat. Uh, <laughs> and then he just like he just kind of fucks off, and then Emilio is uh, confronted by his pal. What's his name? Uh, Pat Garrett. Pat Garrett. Thank you. Yeah. It's William Peterson. CSI's William Peterson. Is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, I never. Uh, I didn't recognize him. I don't. I don't watch the CSI. Did you watch Manhunter? The um, the show. The Michael Mann adaptation of uh, Red Dragon. Oh, you know what? I haven't, and that's kind of one of the worst things about me. It is. It's. Yeah. I legitimately just lost a lot of respect for you. Yeah, like, I need to watch. I heard the fucking everybody did a great job in that. It's it's um, Brian Cox, right? Yeah, Brian Cox plays Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch that. Anyways, he plays Will Graham gonna, in it. I'm gonna change my life, Tom. Yeah, alter your life and yeah. watch Michael Mann's Manhunter. I will. I will. Um, M- Michael Manhunter. Michael Manhunter. Uh, I guess what it should have been called instead for no no good reason. Yeah. Um so yeah, Billy the Kid is um sh- not shot or not shot uh off off screen. Mhm. It's unclear what's happened. Yeah, and then that's sort of it and then it goes back to um uh Bradley Whitford. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like him just finishing the story. I was looking into this and like it is to be determined like they don't know yeah 
there's no way of knowing some old guy was just like i'm billy the kid and they did find like a shitload of scars and bullet wounds on his body so yeah maybe? And, and he had like some some still living people who were friends and acquaintances of billy the kid was like yeah i think this is him yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so so maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah that's the, the historical accuracy of this movie is not as outlandish as i thought it was going to be what's interesting to me is that they could have told this story without that aspect of it mm-hmm. because we again we were wondering like how are they going to tell this story because he died and they're actually just telling the story of his death so he could have just died in that mm-hmm. scene he could have uh, yeah but they wanted to go with this and like, yeah, I guess it does this guy. I mean, I haven't read up. There's like so many books on this uh, and I haven't read one of them. Not one. <laughs> so I'm guessing there's, you know, I'm very ignorant about this, but it, it does seem like there's there's a, a lot of people talking back and forth about whether or not Billy the Kid lived. That's interesting. People want to dig up his body. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. You guys hear that siren? Oh, hell yeah, I did. They're coming to dig up Billy the Kid. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know? Just for the bones. Yeah, you might as well. Just get those bones. Get those good bones. Get good, those good, sweet good Billy the Kid bones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all all of what, I, what I'm saying are things I liked about it. What The problem was like... What would you say? What, what, what didn't you... What didn't you enjoy about this movie? Um, there's not much to the story. Uh, the, yeah, the, that was going to be my big thing. It's pretty thin. Um, yeah. and they, they just kind of draw out a lot of things. Uh, it, it feels like, um, and the, like you already were sort of beginning to mention the climax is sort of underwhelming. Right. Um, it's just, it's this very brief shootout at a tiny cottage and then a protracted scene in which Billy's wandering around a, a festival at night, goes into a butcher shop and has a tense confrontation with Pat Garrett and maybe gets killed. Right. So we're, we're the first, I mean, it's this, like, the first one was this, like, action-adventure cowboy movie that ends in this massive shootout with, like, Gatling guns and the, and the fucking army. <laughs> this feels and like an epilogue. It does, yeah. It doesn't feel like a full sequel. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as big as the first movie. Yeah. There was one scene I really enjoyed. Um, it was at the what happens. All right, the the like inciting incident is um, Kiefer and Lou Diamond Phillips both get got by the uh, by the by the law by Lincoln County. Yeah, they uh, get arrested. Yeah, and they get put in a, a very stylish hole. Yep, <clears throat> and uh, they're going to be hung in the morning. And and then they call Billy the kid, and they're like, "We wanna we wanna have a truce with you if you like testify against the the guy the bad guy from the first film against his men. Uh, we'll you know we'll give you a full pardon, but you have to leave. And then they bring him in, and then you find out they they betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And then um, he gets away, and then he breaks out. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and Kiefer Sutherland, and then they're on the run, and they recruit his friend to hunt him down as sheriff with Vigo Mortensen. And that's pretty much it. And then, and then they get in like one gunfight and then the ending, uh, mm-hmm. there's a brothel. Yeah. The brothel. That's part of, I like the brothel. Right? I like the brothel scene, but it, it just felt like 
it kind of wound up not mattering. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. just like, oh, here's another incidental mob that's after them. That's a lot of, there's a lot of not mattering in, in the characters. The part of the scene I was going to say that I really liked is when they rescue Kiefer and Lou Diamond Phillips dressed as a lynch mob. Yeah. And they just, they're, they're the, the law is waiting for the lynch mob to show up because they just know they will. And yeah. they want the lynch mob to show up and kill them, um, which I never got because. Aren't they going to kill him the next day? This was something that was in Deadwood as well, where it's like the people want to hang this person and, and, and Seth Bullock is like, no, I'm hanging him. I'll hang him right now. Fuck it. Uh, that's like the first episode. Because it's not legal unless yeah, he does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, I don't, I don't understand the lynch mob. Like there, some I don't know. Maybe I'm lazy, but well, like if I wanted them dead and there's a bunch of people who are like, yeah, we're killing him tomorrow, I'd be like, okay. Well, not they weren't necessarily here because that's the whole reason. That's the whole pretense of getting Billy the Kid to testify because it's like, right? There's, there's going to be a trial. Yeah, they're so like we don't. They're gonna. Yeah, we don't want the trial. We just want to hang them. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's the opposite of fair. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> point is, the lynch mob shows up and um, they're like they go to grab him, and then it turns out to just be billy the kid and his gang and then the real lynch mob shows up which i really like that idea that they were just like what if we just slip in before the lynch mob and pretend to be and then they just like willfully give us give us our men yeah um it was a good bluff i liked that and then he started like confusing because he looks like the other members so he like he, he would keep he, he kept putting his mask they, they were all wearing yeah, like he kept putting the mask back so he kept on. putting that's his part, mask back on yeah did you notice that the uh the one prisoner that almost shoots the sheriff and then gets shot in the chest and falls backward into the pit. That's totally John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yep. I, I, I was looking at the IMDb of this and he is credited in it. And I was like, Oh no. Oh yeah. Cause he yeah. does the music. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote songs for the film. Yeah. Which you don't really notice. I didn't notice until the credits rolled. The mo- yeah. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. <coughs> oh, I got it. I have it, Tom. Good. I'm um, glad. No, the moment the moment his voice piped up, yeah, singing about God knows what, <laughs> singing about fucking boy, singing about being a cowboy. Oh right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, In an Oscar-nominated but, song. Yeah, good for him. It's a good song. <laughs> I like the song. It's weird to have him be like, "Yes, I will. I will pour my heart into Young Guns too." Well, apparently I was reading what happened was Emilio Estevez came to him because he wanted to use Wanted Dead or Alive in the movie. Right. That sounds. And, yeah. And I'm surprised it wasn't in the movie. Bon Jovi. Apparently, this is what it says is he felt the song's lyrics were not appropriate, but he was really into the movie. So he decided to write a, a new song that would be appropriate with its How lyrics. are those lyrics not appropriate? Because I guess he's not really singing about being a cowboy. He's just using a lot of metaphors. So, like, the song he wrote for Young Guns 2 was literally about being a cowboy. All right. You got to respect that. I mean, that's yeah. great. That's like, hey, Machovi, can we use the song? And he's like, no, but I'll make you a song. And it's like, oh, shit. It's like the ending of The Sandlot. Where he's like, here's a, here's a better ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. I'll have Bon Jovi write a fucking song about my movie. Hell yeah. Um, can I have a cowboy song, Mr. Bon Jovi? Yeah, Bon Jovi, if you're listening. <laughs> can we get cowboy songs <laughs> written about us? Can we get cowboy us? songs? I, I feel like we have a shot, right? I think we do. Yeah. This director... Oh, no. I don't think he's done much. 
Well, he's got an interesting career. He's a second unit director a lot. He did direct... Um, it looks like he directed Free Jack, Under Siege 2, um, but he was also the second unit director on Dante's Peak and uh, all the Lord of the Rings, which that is kind of cool. is interesting. Oh, well, he... Uh, okay, he lives in New Zealand, so that checks out. Oh, that's out. probably why, yeah. Uh, but uh, also oh, I wonder if they filmed X this State in New of Zealand. the Union. Oh, Triple nice. X State of the Union. So, so what a career! I don't know. I, I I'm looking at it and I don't see where they filmed it. I'm guessing it looked very California. It did, yeah. So probably. Um. Yeah. The um. Okay. So here, this is what I wanted to talk about, and it's kind of going into Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, thin. Like it's very thin, yeah. It's just it's there's one not of much the movies that I would have added twenty more minutes to. For example, the the kid, the mm-hmm. like this fourteen year old, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't feel like it, like when he gets shot. I didn't feel like I cared, right? Because we hadn't gotten much with him. He didn't talk much. No, he he's just, just sort like of kind of stealing in, bread. hovering he in the a, background. Yeah, yeah, he was being like a little Aladdin kid, and then um, he gets recruited by Billy the Kid mainly because he just doesn't have enough people. It's it, that's the only reason he gets recruited yeah. by Billy the Kid. And then they go to the brothel, and he gets laid, and that was like, ah, oh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets murdered. Uh, well, and, and, then, and then I was like, well, at least he got, well, at least he got laid first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on him. Yeah, good for good for him. Nice, nice job, child. Yeah, and I did like that dynamic of after they shot him, the the guy fe- clearly feels bad, but then Viggo Mortensen is just like, it's just like he says, like take your medicine. He says, take your medicine, son. Yeah, yeah. which is a great thing to hear Viggo Mortensen say. Yeah, as the last thing, the last thing you hear before you die is Viggo Mortensen telling you to take your medicine. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this. I think a lot of this movie, again, I, I feel like I need 20 more minutes because I think a, the point of this movie is that there's people who, there's characters who are ruthless. They're, they're sociopaths. They don't have remorse. When, mm-hmm. when, and this was a great moment when fucking Billy the Kid, the, the sheriff comes in to talk to Billy the Kid. And there's this weird civility aspect that some people have like that. Mm-hmm. And then Billy the Kid, basically at gunpoint, dresses... It's a deputy. He he dresses him up like Mm -hmm. one of them, says he's coming out shooting, and then shoves the guy outside so his own posse shoots him, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was great. And then they're they're like, oh, shit, and just leave. (laughs) And they just leave, yeah. (laughs) Um, Shot their own deputy. (laughs) But that is like undeniably a ruthless thing. And with Viggo Mortensen, he's he's also ruthless. Mm Mm-hmm. and like there's this whole subplot if you remember and i know it's meant to set up why the book exists but where the 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 sheriff the guy after billy the kid brings a writer with him a journalist and the journalist is kind of like a he has to shit five times a day for some reason which i don't know you might want to check in into that he might want to go to someone uh, they say he's a drunk so oh he yeah just, he, he's just got the drunk shits all day he's long he's got the drunk shit that's fair mm-hmm. uh, but they like bring him along and vigo's like why are we doing this he's 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 a weak link um and he is until he speaks navajo briefly but for the, but for the most part that character just disappears yes yeah 
Uh, and I think the point of that character and the sheriff bringing is to show that the sheriff is, I don't know, one, he's trying to make a name for himself, but two, it kind of shows his, he's trying, he has like compassion for the guy that he mm-hmm. brings. And, and I think the idea is that he's, he's Billy the Kid's friend and like, or he was his friend and I don't remember him in Young Guns. He's briefly in it, but he's played by somebody else. Okay. Um, and in his eyes, it's just, this has to stop. The violence has to stop. And I think mm-hmm. there's a few characters like that who are just, who can't stomach it. Yeah. It's the movie is, I see what and, you're saying. And, and if it had been longer, we would have had more time to spend with these characters, but there's characters on both sides in Pat Garrett's posse and in Billy, the kid's posse that are just trapped there. They're like trapped right. by a sociopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I, I was, and, and that's, I feel like that's because yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's the same way. He just wants to live a civilized life. And, and I think that the idea is that he's hunting Billy because he's just like, I have to, it has to stop. And then the, the implication is well, when he also doesn't have time, a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And when it came time for him to shoot him, it was it was just like, no, I can't. The violence has to stop. Like, yeah. I have to show him mercy. And like that scene where Billy the Kid like turns around, he's like, I'll help you. Uh, is Billy the Kid kind of learning that he's lost everything? And it and it feels like, what's the point? Yeah. Right? Right, because he starts to, he kind of begs at first. He's like, you could let me go. I could go to Mexico. And he looks like scared. Yeah. He's like, I'll go to Mexico. I will. I won't come back. And he's like, no, you'll come back. You'll just come back. to. He says something like, you'll come, you'll pop back up in Arizona stealing cattle and then you'll start shooting people all over again. Right. And it's that, it's that idea of like, oh, better just shoot people. You better just shoot somebody. And that's what you see a lot um, of them just like, like just killing people who probably would just leave them alone. Uh, but it's like, better just kill them. It's easier that way. Um, you know, we've all played Red Dead. Yeah, you, know, you just you just kill them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can get the, the money you, or whatever. And then you drag them from your horse for miles. Yes, and then you drag them from your horse for miles. You put them on a train tracks. Mm-hmm. You, you you have fun with it, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So I think that's the ultimate. Like he should kill him because he's caused so much death, but he just can't. And mm-hmm. and for that reason it's kind of weird that we don't focus on that character more. He's just sort of a villain. He, he kind of. Yeah. So we do give him, they do give him scenes like the whole thing is, yeah, he just wants to open a restaurant. He's mm-hmm. one of those people. He's like Kiefer Sutherland where he's like, I just, he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. You know, and then they and sort I, of, they sort of, the, the James Coburn and the governor and everyone sort of force him to become sheriff. Cause it's like, Oh, you used to know Billy. So you're going to hunt him down. Right. It reminds me, because we were talking about the first movie, the idea that these are, you know, they're young. It's right, it's right, it's right in the name. It's right and, there in the title. They're and, young guns. Yeah, and they get this life of violence really early in their, in their, in their life, and they're full of, you know, the, the, the weird pu- like post-puberty energy in their 20s, or even like, like I think that's what the kid, the, the, the young, the 14-year-old represents too. Is like the cycle continuing again, uh, and there's it's people like Billy. Is he's just so c- pot committed? It seems that he mm-hmm. can't get out of it, and they, we're seeing these people kind of enter 
their adulthood and realizing like this is no way to live uh and trying to find a way out it's it's um like that's it's a really interesting aspect to this that doesn't really come out in the movie enough at least no they spend yeah it's they spend a lot of time on stuff that winds up not mattering and then yeah i don't know i don't know you it's all kind of you have lou diamond phillips who's like life is he feels like his life is over almost Mm -hmm. uh so he on the other hand um he's not looking to start a life like he he feels very lost in this I would have liked more checking in with his character. All they yeah. gave him is just that him and Christian Slater fought, which was kind of neat. That was pretty sweet, yeah. Watch and apparently, Lou Diamond Phillips. And apparently that happened because Lou Diamond Phillips fell off of a horse during filming and broke his arm and his knee. Oh, um, shit. So they had to, they came up with that scene. They came, at least with him getting stabbed all the way through the arm as a reason to wrap his arm up. Oh, okay. I like how he doesn't, he does not react to getting stabbed through the arm. <laughs> sure doesn't. It's, it's one of those things. His arm is fully impaled. Yeah. It's one of those things that I figured that's what he'll die of. Like a week later, he'll just keel over on his horse and they'll look at his arm like, oh God. Oh, geez. Probably should have cleaned this. But yeah, having Christians later have a knife fight in mm. an, on, a, on a burial ground. An Indian burial ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because Christian Slater's just digging up a grave yeah, with such glee, just like heated frenzy. Like he's like, "No, nah, these bones are." It's like a re- it's like a really ghoulish bit of dialogue where he's like, "No, nah, you can get like they stumble upon an, an Apache burial site," um, and he's like, they, "They're like, no, we're gonna go around um, because you don't you, you don't want to." Yeah, you don't want to walk through it because that, that's you're, you're going to upset it's everybody. Gross. There's bodies. Yeah, and and you're you'll piss no, them I off. Know. Respect. <laughs> yeah, so, I get um, it. I like when Vigo they show up and they almost get blamed for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, no, fuck that. You can get. He starts talking about like, no, they they make uh, combs and like ashtrays out of Indian bones. You can get fifty cents a bone, and it's like this really ghoulish conversation. Oh yeah. And then um, Lou Diamond Phillips is like, if you go in there, I will bury you in there myself. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And it runs in and just starts pulling up the 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 Cairn stones. Yeah, to like get at these asshole. bones like a fucking dog. Yeah, like, yeah, like a real asshole. Christian Slater is a good. He he should have been a villain more because he's a he's, he's a good at dickhead. It. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Lou Diamond Phillips Philip starts just uh, he just goes after him. I kind of wanted Christian Slater's character to just get shot right there and then. Yeah, because that was that's another I guess complaint about this movie is that I did not care for that character. Well, he's. I enjoyed. He does nothing. He doesn't do anything. I enjoyed having Christian Slater there, and I enjoyed his performance as a fucking racist dickhead gunslinger. Right. But he doesn't. You're right. He does not impact the story whatsoever. He just whines about not being the leader. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's and all is he racist. Does. And then they give him a real poochy ending. I felt <laughs> because uh, <laughs> they do. They really do. It's time for me stopped, to go home to my planet. <laughs> yeah, I stopped thinking about the character because he was. He wasn't consequential. No, he was just like when he was not there, I was like, oh, good. He's not there. I'm sick of dealing with this character. And then the end where they show what happened to everybody, he was beheaded in Mexico. Yep. 
<laughs> it's just like, oh. And his okay. spaceship exploded on its way to his yeah. own planet. <laughs> and it was like, and so it was a real like, oh, that chicks out. Yeah, he would have been beheaded in Mexico. Yeah, I probably, I, 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 I probably would have cut his head off too. Yeah, I could see a bunch of people getting sick of him and just being like, yeah. you know what, we should just oh, cut his head off. The racist loudmouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I can see his head rolling around somewhere in Mexico. It's covered in dust and ants. Yep. Yeah, like that shot in Hereditary. I was about to say, like the head yeah. in Hereditary. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I just. I didn't know. I, it was almost like there was too many characters, and they didn't spend enough time on any one of them. Yes. Um, there's the brothel owner woman who I really I enjoyed her character. Yeah. Because she seemed like someone who was just like just completely used to uh, Billy the Kid's bullshit. Uh, and then and then she just gets a few scenes, and then she gets her her she gets her brothel burnt down. And that was mean. And then she leaves on a, on a naked on a horse. And I get, I get like, that's a good fuck you. Yeah. But all I was thinking is like, I don't know if you want to ride a horse naked like that. Yeah. Seems uh, all sorts of uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like she rode that horse around the corner and then immediately got. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her clothes no, as soon, on as, like as, soon as she got outside of the town, she was like, okay, fuck this. I made my point. Yeah. I, put I some am very cold. There are mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that looked very uncomfortable. This sucks a butt. Yeah. Um But yeah, she I don't I don't know. She, she had a good couple scenes, but yeah, it was just like kind of I don't know, they never circle back to her. No. She shows up at the end, but very very briefly. Right. Just to sort of say like, yeah, I'm still I'm I'm good. That's it. That's pretty much it. She just says like, I started a new brothel. Mhm. And that and that's it. Um, but she's also, I guess, part of her character, because she doesn't say she's starting a brothel at the end. She says, like, a sawdust on the floor whorehouse, is I think how she puts it. And I think the idea is she's also trying to be, like, a community member in, when they come up on her. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be fancy, and the idea is that she's like, nah, fuck it. What's the point of hiding it? I guess that's her arc. Because the idea... her. She talked about like the priest coming there and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're in like a very like a prissy like a gated community, the equivalent of a gated community, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, and so like it felt like it was a comment on the idea of like why why tell the lie? Like why not? Like she ran like you know a, a gentleman's club or something that was clearly a brothel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had to hide it in this community and they were acting like they're above it all. And it's like, no motherfuckers, you all have been here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's a weird little arc they have there. Yeah. And I'm um, wondering if it amounts to anything. I don't think so. I mean, she might've been a real person that they felt, um, that they should include. Right. But, uh, it's just, it, she was just sort of like a neat character. That's just only briefly there. And it's, yeah that's this movie's problem like you were saying there's too many people that are interesting and we don't spend enough time with them yeah um you want to hear something interesting tom yes yes i do i was curious about the writer because i wanted i was trying to figure out um how much should i look in how much like are we thinking too hard about this Mm -hmm. it's first of all it's the writer of the first movie yes yeah also wrote the babe 
Oh, the uh, John Goodman one? Yeah. Fuck, uh, I but, should watch The Babe. Yeah, but fuck all that. It's also the writer of Hidalgo. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Also, <laughs> uh, wrote the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, and The Highwaymen with uh with Kev. Oh, yeah, with Costner and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, um, it's it's been on my Netflix list for a while. I need to watch it. Yeah, so that doesn't help me know if this is better or worse. I guess because yeah, like I've gained no new knowledge about it. Oh, also wrote the Shack, the Christian drama. If you what? remember, with the with the uh, I think it's like gods in a shack. No, am I getting that right, people? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's an adaptation of a novel, so it's not their uh. fault um hold on let's i don't know if i need to go through the plot of the shack there's like a shack it's about a shack god damn um, it i and like that's, that's yeah, meaningless to me all right hold on there's there's a trio of sh- sh- uh, strangers in i think a shack uh and they gradually reveal themselves as god uh jesus and the holy spirit hmm so the, I kind of want to see the shack. This sounds like a fucking fever dream. It does, yes. Yeah. Someday we'll watch the shack, Tom. Mm, maybe, maybe. I, maybe. But I swear to God, if I hear you say the shack one more time, I'm going to break <laughs> my computer. It should have been a, a, a documentary about yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. About Shaquille O'Neal. That's yeah. what I should be describing the right shack. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Back to Young Guns too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, it's it's it feels like there's not even much to talk about because they don't they didn't give us much. Very, yeah, very little actually happens. It's a lot of traveling to a place. It really is. Yeah. Uh, uh there's there's a lot of traveling, there's a lot of conversations and like some conflict. Um mm-hmm. but it's just like the friendship thing is what really bugs me like you know who should have been and i know like historical accuracy and all that uh so maybe he should have been a bigger character in the first movie but the person who should have hunted down billy the kid in this is Kiefer. yeah that would have made more sense it would have been it would have been more dramatic Kiefer is forced to hunt down billy like that's what we want to see those are the characters we know from the first one yeah if you're gonna do that dynamic do that because Kiefer does feel like he was just sort of uh he's just kind of a side right he's just sort of a prop in this movie yeah and uh, maybe that was scheduling maybe they originally wanted that but it sounds like historical accuracy that this is what actually happened more or less mostly less but uh yeah mostly less uh yeah it it just uh, it feels like they didn't have an interesting enough like uh, again like if they knew that they were going to do the sequel maybe they would have introduced this character better in the first one who's hunting him Mm -hmm. and done it that way um but it just felt very unfulfilling it did yeah this is it was it was pretty disappointing yeah uh it's especially after i in to my surprise enjoyed the first one as much as i did yeah it uh i was like oh this movie kind of rips yeah i again i will say this movie was better than i expected sure yeah because i expected a real fucking clown show uh (laughs) i thought they were gonna like 
not try as hard, I guess. And I thought they were just going to make like an action rop. And the fact that they were like kind of trying to do something in this, it just didn't work. It feels like it felt like they just maybe there's something we don't know about. Like it felt like they ran out of budget or something. It does feel like unfinished or like, yeah, like the like at the very least the script feels unfinished. Yeah, because like you have like the bones of a movie right here, but not like not the meat. Not the meat. You have bones. And like Christian Slater can happily dig Christian dig those Slater up. could could just joyously dig them up out of the ground, but yeah. where does that leave us? Nowhere. I mean, Slater's happy, but what about the rest of us? Yeah. All right. Um. I mean, let's talk about this series as a whole. I guess. Like, yeah. We, we okay. Should, we should wrap this up. Where where um man, this is only like the middle of the month. No, this will this will come back. This will come out near the end of the month. Um. Mm-hmm. We're uh yeah. This is our May duology. We've wrapped it up. I guess my first question I think I know the answer to is like, does this need to be a duology? Does it work as a duology? No, actually. I think I think this second movie actually takes away from the first one. I agree. I think if you're, if you're into the young guns, I don't think you need to watch the sequel. No. I think that Young Guns 1 is a perfectly self-contained and surprisingly good movie. Uh, and I, I, I guess... Much like Kiefer Sutherland, if his character, it feels like they were forced into making this. Mm-hmm. And so this just, it, it they do a, as good of a job as they can. I thought it was very creative what they did. But ultimately, there's just nothing to say in yeah. this one. And it it kind of retcons the, the way that the first movie kind of wrapped everything up and, you know, kills off to well-liked characters from the first movie and it's like well why watch this this is just a bummer right. <laughs> like, don't even be attempted by like uh, like like fucking um christian slater hearing christian slater's in young guns too it's like oh shit i gotta see this mm-hmm. he's not very he doesn't get much to do he's kind of just a jerk and he's not and re- he's it. not even really in it that much yeah this uh, the other one that excited me was bradley Whit- whitford and again he's uh, barely he's, in he's, it. he's in the book ended he's yeah. in the uh, he's in the framing device that's it i would say if you're a big ruckhead if you're yeah. if you're if you're ruck really hard, into into alan ruck if you're yeah. a real, if you're a real cameron fry head then maybe check this out because that yeah. is he was interesting to watch in this yeah i never knew i needed it yeah that's and then the suddenly moment. there it was okay so this is sorry one last this is the moment that made me think of my thesis of yeah the brutality and that he's really is when he tries to give him a nickname at the end because the whole bit is alan ruck wants a nickname and then he gives him like buckshot billy or something buckshot bill yeah or yeah, yeah. or no buckshot buckshot george buckshot george buckshot george it should have been billy i get it there's already a bill mm-hmm. a billy um and he says that's your new name and he says no it's not and, then, and and so it's the idea he started it of like i want to have a name like you guys and at the end he's like never mind yeah like i'm not <laughs> interested the, i don't want to be a part of this anymore you, yeah you guys are depressing it's really it's really the arc of the movie itself it kind of is <laughs> like yeah. yeah we're young guns too and at the end it's like nah i don't want to never I don't wanna, mind yeah <laughs> but i like that idea i like the the ah we're, we're western uh here you know gunslingers and then by the end it's just pathetic and Billy the Kid realizes that as well. Yeah. And like, what is it all for? And they're now hitting, you know, they're probably mid-20s or whenever. And it's like, that was cool. It just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say skip 
ultimately skip Young Guns too. Yeah. If you want to enjoy the Young Guns, the Young Guns uh, universe. Yeah. The Young Guniverse. Y- young Guniverse. You really only need the first one. Yeah. It's a universe uh-huh. unto itself. Uh huh. It really is. Um, and I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I think that's it. This has been a journey. It has I really, been. Yeah. I really feel like. Um, I don't know this this like we all right the raid it was like okay I've seen these mm-hmm. um what man my memory's terrible what did we do after the raid uh we did um oh Jesus Tom what did we do after it was the last raid? month it was last month um uh, it was something and then the sequel to it I I know that I know it there was, was a, it was something and then part two and then part two uh um good god <laughs> i'm like trying to look it up i have, but I have no nothing. idea what it All right, hold, on. hold on hold on we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get through this tom i'm going into our sound our own wow SoundCloud i have like page. no memory look man what it's it tough it's tough out there um we do like seven of these escape a from new york and escape, escape from, from LA. escape from la that's right Whew. god Jesus my, my brain just like released um it was all bound up Anyway, my point is that, yeah, I've seen those as well. This was the first duology of something that I hadn't seen yet. Um, and if we're going, we, we sort of have an idea of what next month is. Yeah. If we go with what we said, I got to tell you, Tom, we'll be going with something that I also haven't seen. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Cool. I like new things. Yeah, me too. I love uh, when it's something that I haven't seen before. Yeah. This was this was quite a month. This was an adventure. It was. Yeah. I, I feel like this. a young gun myself. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I want to. I want to. I want to thank Nolan Madden who made this all happen. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I guess I want to thank the listeners. Hmm. I want to thank my mom and my dad for always always believing in me. Hmm. Uh, um, whenever, Jesus. even if, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, thank the Lord Jesus Christ in, in who hangs out in his shack. He does yeah. with, with Sam Worthington. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, and folks, Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Yeah. Uh, we have exclusive podcasts there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. There's also a tier where you can make us watch a movie. There's also a tier where you can make your own podcast, which is what this is. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have, I don't know why I keep stressing this because it's more fun if you produce it publicly, mm-hmm. but we've done podcasts. They're just personal podcasts for people. Yeah. Just, just for them wanted it just hear. for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's your podcast. You produce it. We, we, we host it um, within reason. We do research for it. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a cool tier. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say. I, think, I think you said a lot. I think I, a, I, lot, I a lot came out yeah. that needed to be said. Yeah, um, I, feel, I feel cleansed. Good. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts and stickers and, uh, you can even get masks. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Check it out. We have one about, um, pegging on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's grave. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Yeah. Um, so, so wear, wear, wear that on your, over your mouth in yeah. public. 
with pride. Wear with, that. Ah, it's beaming with pride. Yeah, go to the L- go to the pharmacy. L- luminescent with, with pride. Yeah. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. life. Really, 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 really revel in it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I think that's enough. Okay. <laughs> I think Fine. that's. I believe that's sufficient. Okay. But bye. Right. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, young guns. Duology Theater is brought to you by Gamefully Unemployed. Check out our cool shit at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed.